The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. Since none of you listened to Ryan and Chris Trapasso yesterday, let me, Will Brinson, your host, be the first to formally say Happy New Year, January 2nd, 2020. When you're hearing this, it's a pre-recorded show, Super Friends Prediction Recap, where we break down our best and worst of the year. No, it's not like a best and worst clip show, Ryan Wilson. Sean Wagner McGuff, John Breach. It's where we look at the, the, the things we got right and the things we got wrong and make some bold playoff predictions. Fun fact, Sean. 73% of the Breach's traffic each year <laughs> involves the word bold predictions. Oh, sounds like a smart strategy to me. I only do bold predictions. Ryan, how do you feel about bold predictions? I love them because I usually get them all right. So I'm excited. Do you know that in the year of our Lord, 2015, I, a time traveler, correctly predicted Jameis Winston would have 30 interceptions. Do you know in the year of our Lord, 2011, I predicted that after winning two games, the Colts would make the playoffs with Andrew Luck as a rookie? No, that was a bold prediction. That's a good one. Did you know in the year of our Lord, 2010, is when Sean was born? Ooh. <laughs> Not really. I, I, I don't have a bull prediction to share. That was right. Um, okay. Good job. Uh, I have a bull prediction for you. Sean will grovel before the feet of the Buffalo Bills collective mafia. Please leave me alone. Please. I'm sorry for bashing your quarterback, Josh Allen, your coach, Sean McDermott. You are masters. You have won the AFC East in 2020. I'm so sorry. Please go watch Star Wars. I'm sorry. I think if the Bills win on Saturday, that we pick three Bills fans and they get to smash Sean through a folding table. And also, we set the table on fire to add some drama. And Sean has to drink a bottle of Rumple Mints before he gets smashed. Rumple Mints. Sounds like you guys are just trying to kill me. No, you went through this. There's some HR issues if you died, so we're going to make sure you win. Yeah, but the table on fire, that makes me feel like there's a chance I could die. Yeah, we'll have like a stunt guy there to oversee everything. And, and Ryan, maybe a fire Yeah, just not coordinator. <laughs> um, all right. First Super Friends podcast of the new year. Hope you guys had a great new year. Download, subscribe, leave a five-star review. If you've got a bold playoff prediction that you think 
can you know magically come true before the playoffs start, leave it on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review and drop it in there. And if you're right, maybe this is how we'll give away the hats. Best bold playoff prediction that ends up being accurate gets a Brinson Sucks hat. So leave them on there. You don't have to write, just write bold playoff prediction and then write in the comments, the Chiefs win Super Bowl. But that's not really bold. Yeah, I was going to say, how do we gauge what's bold? Because what if somebody says the 49ers win the Super Bowl? Well, they're the number one seed. Well, but like if the Vikings, if somebody's like Vikings upset Saints, that would trump 49ers winning Super Bowl for me. What if the 49ers win the Super Bowl bowl prediction is they win 400 to three? That, that would that be bold, would, but probably would not win. If they if if the 49ers win 400 to three though that would certainly trump the Vikings beating the Saints right yes 12 so to 11 we we have a we have a five person blue blue ribbon panel here with the four of us and Diva we'll just figure out who the best two are and we'll give them hats you get the Brinson sucks hats and if you get one if you somebody goes nuts I'll send you the only I suck hat how about that nobody will get it and people think you suck one of a kind <laughs> um. So let's get to our own bold playoff predictions. Ryan Wilson, would you like to start? I can start. You're not going to like it, Sean, but I can see a path for your Buffalo Bills making it to the AFC Championship game. I'm not going to go to the Super Bowl, but I think they can make it to the AFC Championship game. So they have to beat the Texans. I think so we- is your bold playoff prediction Bills make AFC title game? That would yeah. be better. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They can beat the Texans. I don't think. I think all of us, in fact, feel like they're 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 going to win that game. Is that right? Is that what we said? Yes. And there is apparently, um, we'll get to this on the pick show, I guess. But there's apparently some steam in Vegas on the uh, Bills plus three. Okay. So then they would go to Kansas City, and I feel like they could slow, if they catch the Chiefs on a bad day. They keep Josh Allen doesn't throw interceptions, but he's not going to win the game for you. You lean on Devin Singletary. The defense plays really well. You could come out of there with a win. You'd have to get extremely lucky. But there's a chance I feel like the Bills could go in there and beat the Chiefs, and then they would um, invariably place the – I would imagine they would invariably face the the Ravens in, in the um, AFC Championship game, maybe the Patriots, who knows. If so, I think that would be a little tougher for them. But I feel like they can make it to the to the AFC Finals. What's the face for, Brunson? Well, if the Patriots win and the – Bills win. Oh, then the, Bills yeah, will go to Baltimore. That's right. So the Patriots aren't winning. So the, you I need the like, Titans to beat the Patriots. Titans go to Baltimore. Bills win. Bills go to Kansas City. But I feel and like then, the Bills well, the Ravens. But if that play. happens, then that opens the door for Buffalo hosting the AFC title game against the Titans. And then uh, what, Ryan? Then they go into the Super Bowl. Ryan to Buffalo. A playoff game in Buffalo would be insane. You with just the you may a, not, my, playoff game, an AFC championship game in Buffalo would be like be 75 reported deaths before it. The sad <laughs> thing about this bowl prediction, so wow. we should grade these because we like to grade bowl predictions. It was going to be an A. And now Breach, it's a C plus because Breach came up with the A scenario. Good job, Breach. I was trying to help you. You showed me up again. So I'll take the first half credit for that, and Breach will take bring it home with the slam dunk when the Bills win the Super Bowl. Great. I might use that for my playoff bracket projection. You 100% will. You'll probably tweet it out momentarily. Bills host AFC title game in wild bracket scenario. I've got to do wild card bold predictions for the end of the week. I'm stealing all of yours, so don't worry. Ooh. All right. Uh, all right that, who, who can top that one? That's pretty good. Breach. I have to go next? All right. 
I mean, I invented bold predictions. I don't get to go last. All right, I'll go. Okay. I'll go. I mean, I can go. No, I don't want to build mine up because then if it's not bold enough, uh, I'll get laughed off the podcast. I don't want that. My bold prediction is that the Super Bowl will feature zero number one seeds. No number one seeds in the Super Bowl. I liked your Bills one better. And uh, to throw that out, in the past six years, there's 12 Super Bowl slots, two teams each year. Nine of the 12 slots have been filled by a one seed. So your bowl prediction is the Saints face the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It is that the 49ers and Ravens don't make the Super Bowl, even though they have a bye and the easiest path. Can you imagine Breach going on radio? My bold prediction is the Saints are going to barely beat the Chiefs. Or what if it was like, what if he was like doing one of those like morning, like, like NFL network morning shows? He was like, and Michael Irvin's like, a man stabs Aaron Rodgers in the face. And then Breach is like, no number one seeds make the Super Bowl. And they're like, what? What just happened? Like, uh, Breach, you, you slam ducked at home with the Bills addendum and then you came back with that one. Good. I will say that there is a pretty good chance that that's actually happens. Well, he had a stat. What was your stat, Reed? My stat is that number one seeds have made the Super Bowl 2013, one seed versus one seed. 2014, one seed versus one seed. 15, one seed versus one seed. 16, one seed versus two seed. 17, one seed versus one seed. 18, two seed versus two seed. So there's been a one seed in five of the past six Super Bowls, and in four of them it's been one versus one. Okay. Not sexy, but I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give you a yeah, B minus. Was that too high? I'll take a B. B minus. How do we grade? Are we just grading about how bold they are? I feel like we have to factor in also if if there's a path through it happening, right? Just yeah, I want to establish some ground that happening. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not refuting that. I just want to establish how we're grading these. Yeah, it's I think it's not just purely based on boldness, right? It's also no. No. okay. So Brenton said C plus. The said Browns C-. win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's, a, baby. It's A plus. So what's your grade, John, uh, uh, Sean for, for Breach? Oh, I give it a B plus. Thanks, Sean. I, w- I was prepared at first to say that's not like that bold, but he had the stat. He backed it up. All right. That's a, that averages out to a B. Well done, John. Who's it's been next? pretty chalky. It's been pretty chalky. I've got a, so for mine, I have to stick with my bold prediction before the season because it could still happen. Andy Reid wins his first Super Bowl against his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles. I like that. See, that's good. I'm going to give that an A. Now, normally I would say, Sean, you're being a little cop-out wussbag because you're picking the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, and that's something I've been talking about for weeks. But you took your original bowl prediction from before – you took your original prediction from the season, which has now become extremely bold because the Eagles are not very good, and they snuck into their last team to clinch a playoff spot. And so then – Backing it up and saying, I'm going to double down. I'm nuts. I'm Sean Wagner. I'm going to go all in and go on Chiefs, Eagles. Uh, I wouldn't give it an A+, plus, but in terms of the the chances that it happens, I don't think the Eagles are very high. But I give it an A. I'm with you. I, get, I like the A. Strong. Strong. So for the I'm, Eagles have – I'm going to give it a B+, plus because the, there's no creativity. He just used his preseason prediction <laughs> and rolled over. There's no homework there. Uh, you know, what it's not a creative person, John. He can't help it. But also, I did like that he twisted it, so that's where the plus comes in. So I'm giving it a B plus. Hey, B plus is a solid grade. I mean, I got all uh, those in college, so yeah. Oh, there it is. Look at that humble uh, brag at Cal. He's at the third <laughs> smartest school on the West Coast. But terrible at math. Go figure. <laughs> Let's see what I want to do. Oh, I was going to say not what? even prepared. Shocking. Uh, 
Well, no, the problem is that like I don't want to breach sort of stomped on mine a little bit. I was gonna say that both number one seeds lose in the first game. That's juicy. That's... I almost went with that too before breaches. Can I do that? Yeah, is of course. That That's fine. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna say both number one seeds, the Ravens and the 49ers, lose in their first game. The Ravens. So they lose either to the Bills, the Texans, or the Titans. Yes. I think it'll be the Bills. Okay. And then the 49ers. I think the Bills are going to win and go play the Ravens. Um, then the 49ers then, lose to either the Vikings, the Seahawks, or the Eagles. The 49ers are going to lose to the Seahawks. I, I actually think that's going to happen. And the Seahawks will beat the Eagles and then go and beat the 49ers. Okay. Now that you say it like that, it doesn't seem quite so bold. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I'll give you, I'll give you B plus for that one. Okay. Um, the other one I was like, I was like, I mean, Chiefs Saints, there's not nothing bold there because they're two and three. So I was going to say like 90 points are scored in the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Saints. That's bold. That's really bold. I can't, I don't know if I can give it a high grade because I just don't see it. I think both 80? the defenses are a little 80? bit too good. To... What about 80? What was the over under? What was the point total for the, the Pats Falcons? 30, 50, what, did the, the Falcons didn't score again, right? So 31. They finished with 28 points. Uh, <laughs> so that was 65 or something? The uh, highest in Super Bowl history is 75. Yeah. And you said 90? I was going to say, I was trying to decide 80 or 90. I was, I was, I was, I was looking for a second bowl prediction after the number one seed thing fell through. Go 80. Because John just said, what's the all time high? 75. What was the, um, hold on. No, 80's good. Yeah, 80's good. Uh-huh. You could see it happening. 90. So the. 80's tough. Well, what was the score? Saints Colts yeah. was in Miami. It, uh, that was the rain game, I believe. No, no, sorry. That, no, was, no, that was Bears. That was right, in Tampa. Bears Colts. 31 17 Saints Colts. And maybe like 47 points. I know. It's, I mean, it's, it's insane that. You said double that with 90. Right. 90's not happening. <laughs> So that would have to be 60 to 34. <laughs> 60 to 30. I mean, 48, 45. No, you can get to 90 a lot of ways, but the point is 90 is a lot of points. 86 to 4. <laughs> 90 has only happened in the playoffs twice remember in NFL predicted, history. Remember when I predicted the um, the Panthers would beat the Broncos by 50 points? <laughs> yes. You know, you know what my take on that prediction was? Oh, I actually, I actually don't even right. think I liked the prediction at the time. I was like, maybe I should really bet on the Broncos here. I will say this: ninety point total. That is much more likely to happen than Garrett Bradbury winning the Offensive Rookie Player of the Year. All right. Well, let's talk about some of our preseason predictions. You butthole. Um, Breach and well, Breach has the Vikings reaching the Super Bowl. Currently, eighteen to one to win. The AF or the NFC, excuse me. They were nine to one to win the NFC in the preseason. Here's what Breach wrote. From top to bottom, the Vikings seem like the most talented team in the NFC. Of course, being the most talented, I don't know why I shifted actually. Being the most talented <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Minnesota's going to need Kirk Cousins to actually win some big games and to win, actually win some games that are played in prime time. Although Cousins has struggled in these situations, the addition of Gary Kubiak to the offensive staff could be the steadying hand he needs. Where do Pretty we good. fall? What? Pretty good. Yeah. Sure. I had picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, uh. This is about Breach, but go ahead. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with Breach's, like, statement. I wish I had Breach's prediction, actually, because I currently think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, and I don't think there's an, 
I don't think the Vikings are going to make the Super Bowl. But I don't hate him at eighteen to one to get to get to the to get there. That's not I mean, a terrible if, bet. If they had won the NFC North, we'd be talking about this a whole lot differently. Because I, then I think we could talk ourselves into this happening. I think they can, they can beat the Saints this weekend. I don't think that I don't think they will. I I think they'll cover plus seven and a half. But like, if they played the Saints ten times, how many times did they win in, in New Orleans? Four. One and a half. Four in Four. New Orleans. Yeah. I think one and a half Two. is more close. Two. Yeah. yeah. Not four. Three. <laughs> Sean said yeah, the Chiefs. We, chief sh- we shamed him. <laughs> Wait, let me just say real quick, since that was my prediction. Uh, and Brenton, I do love. I want Brenton to be all about the prediction because he has the Vikings in the Super Bowl. But I do think if they beat the Saints, they have a very plausible path because I think they match up well with the 49ers. And then you get whoever you get in the NFC title game. But if you've already beaten the Saints and the 49ers, you got the hard part out of the way. So I, it, if they can somehow win this game on Sunday, and I don't think any of us think that's going to happen. But if they can, then I think this prediction has a possible chance of coming true. I would say that if you're, if I don't bet on the Vikings at eighteen to one to make it, let me look at the math here. So the Vikings are three to one. If the Vikings beat the Saints, they would probably play the Forty ers right? And they would be like a five and a half point, four they and a half. 100% play the 49ers. Okay. So they'd be like a four and a half point dog to the 49ers, right? Maybe more. Yeah. Four? If they're eight, if they're eight to the Saints. Five and a half, six. And okay. plus it will be the short week game. So Sunday to Saturday and flying so, so across like the country. So they're like a seven point dog. Let's say they're right, a Michigan to Alabama. I'm trying to create a parlay that would, and then if they beat the 49ers the next week, they would be either in Green Bay, or, or or no, they'd be in Green Bay, Seattle, or Philly. Mm-hmm. Let's assume Green Bay just for the sake of what are they in Green Bay? What are they a, a five point dog? Yeah. Okay. Let's. Right, so I'm, I'm, uh, maybe not even that. That could be like a one or two point game because they were favored in the game in Minnesota. Well, it probably depends on whatever Green Bay does the week before as well. But uh, I, yeah, I think it would be the smallest point point spread. All, all I'm saying here's what I'm saying. If they are a, uh, they're the dog they are now that we know, plus then a seven point dog and then a five point dog, that's about 20 to one. So you could just bet on them on each, like bet them on the money line on the Saints instead of betting on them. You know what I'm saying? Like don't bet on them on the 18 to one. Just bet them on the money line to beat the Saints. And if you win that, take your initial thing and put it back into the next money line and you'd, you'd end up being better or do it progressive parlay or whatever. Like just don't, you, you don't need to bet on that is what I'm saying. It's not great value. Okay. Um, no. Chiefs reach the Super Bowl. Sean, two to one to make the Super Bowl now, plus two fifty to win the AFC in the preseason. Who needs a defense when you have Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> I hate these invitations. The Chiefs were a coin toss away from reaching last year's Super Bowl, even without a halfway decent defense. This year they get over the hump, not because of a defensive improvement, because that's how good Mahomes and the rest of the Chiefs' offense are. You're the guy uh, who who reads the uh, like in a world. You should do the movie previews. <laughs> you make so, exciting. That's what I'm hoping that some producer hears this podcast one day so the funny thing about that prediction is it's like it's terrible it's wrong <laughs> because yeah. the chiefs defense actually had a big improvement uh actually kind of funny uh they are up to oh no they dropped out bummer they were up to 10th in dvoa after like flirting with 10th for most of the season they did drop after this most recent week to 14 but i do have a fun fact about the about the chiefs defense 
the Chiefs are actually allowing fewer points per game this year than the San Francisco 49ers, which seems really hard to believe, but it is true. It is a fun fact. Um, okay. I guess we're to mine. Nope. Yours is on the budget. Keep going. Oh, Kyler Murray wins. By the way, we don't have any from Ryan. Cause Ryan I didn't, didn't fill these out. He didn't participate in the exercise. Sean didn't send me any, but I did have one. I did some personally, and um, one that I wrote down to check my notes. I predicted that Philip Rivers would throw 20 interceptions this year. Nailed it right on the spot. <laughs> interceptions. All Wait, right. Are you? Did you actually predict that, or did you just write it down just now? Okay. <laughs> um, Kyler Murray wins Offensive Rookie of the Year from Sean. I actually had that too, and the other ones we did. But so go ahead. Uh, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good prediction. It's not a. It's not bold. Well, <laughs> to be clear, though the prompt wasn't 100 bull predictions we were literally just making 100 predictions so right. it's, it's a good prediction you didn't read it in your movie voice uh in cliff kingsbury's pass happy offense <laughs> kyler murray is the rookie quarterback best position to post gaudy numbers while other quarterbacks like daniel jones and dwayne haskins probably won't start until later in the season this is prince's best quality by the way this make, he's so much more likable when he his reads best it. talent when yeah. he's being a dramatic reading guru. Yeah, I love it. Also, I don't think Gardner Minshew would vote for Kyler Murray. Gardner Minshew played like doo-doo down the stretch, though. Yeah, but he was talking some smack. What did he say? said he had a better end of the season. He had a better rookie season than Kyler. Yeah, all right, dude. You wear jorts and have a mustache, but okay. Sean, in his ultimate troll move, I think Kyler will win it, by the way. Sean, his ultimate troll move, Josh Allen wins defensive rookie of the year. That I mean, it's not going to happen. But that that was actually like he had a good enough year yeah. if he played for a better I, I, team. I bet Both his pro- I, I had him at like sixteen to one. So I mean, I agreed with you. Who? Um, yeah, ten and a half sacks. That's pretty freaking good. If the Jaguars are decent, he would get it. And yeah. he wasn't. I don't. You got to look at his snap counts. But he wasn't on the field nearly as much. I would assume as Nick Bosa. I think Prisco. Yeah, Nick Bosa is walking away with it. Yeah, of, of course. But uh, Josh Allen played well enough to to win it. There'll be like one Josh Allen, but it'll be pretty briscoe. Allen has the luxury of joining an already great defense, and he has the potential to rack up north of 10 sacks. Ooh, very nice. Boom. Okay, so those are ones that were pretty good, or TBD. Here's um, Wait, wait. You didn't have any that were pretty good? <laughs> <laughs> or TBD, just me and Breach? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you recall, I, st- I just refused to keep participating in the exercise. You did it at the end. He he only sent in bad predictions, is what he's saying. Oh, no, he, you were like, "Hey, I need I need twelve predictions from you." Here's a list. False. We all made ten. Okay, if I, you're like, hey, I need seven. I, I made two or three at first, and you're like, "I need seven more from you." And I was like, Here, "How about this?" And you're like, "Somebody already did that." I was like, "How about this?" And then well, here's the problem, Brinson. You could have done them when if you did them when everyone else did them, you wouldn't have had the last. I was, pick work, I was doing work the whole time. We, you, what do you think we were doing? We're all in the office together, sitting in the office, cackling and like being hungover and taking naps. Breach. I was out there grinding, doing HQ hits, working my ass off, getting choked out by wrestlers. Yes. Oh, crap. All right. Uh, way <laughs> off. Oof. Not fun. Joe Flacco leads the Broncos to <laughs> playoffs. Um, <laughs> is that read, better? Read, read, read. Well, I wonder. I want him to read it. Nah, it's too long. It's like a full paragraph. Well, I would do it in your voice. Come on. Uh, I don't feel like dealing with it. The, Everyone uh, is counting Denver out. 
And that's dangerous for a team that is capable of producing the best defense in football in 2019. Oh. Like a guy doing a, um, that's good. Like wrestling or like a, or like a monster rally. Like <laughs> the best defense in 2019. Uh, I would read the first sentence because Brenton's right. It is long. And now my voice hurts. Um, yeah, look, you know what? I, hey, this is the most important sentence. It's the offense that must do its part and Flacco has morphed into an underrated weapon. <laughs> Yikes. That, I hate, I hate to see it. I hate to see it. So yeah, uh, well look, here's the thing. Um, I don't mind defending, I don't mind defending myself on this one because the Broncos won seven games at the end up winning seven games. With who playing quarterback? <laughs> Drew, Drew Lock. And look, this is a lesson you learn from these predictions. You, I shouldn't have said Joe Flacco leads him. I should have said Broncos find their way to the playoffs. Now it's still wrong, but they lost a bunch of games by one score early on. The Bears game, the Jaguars game. They could, this team could have easily been nine and seven. Yeah. They lost, they lost Bradley Chubb early in the year to an ACL. Um, they traded Emmanuel Sanders. The offensive line did improve. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman were pretty good. And we talked about, this, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm, two, two of their losses were the teams who have field goal kickers who never make kicks. Right. Pinheiro and the Bears hit a game winner from like 52. Vinatieri hit a game winner for the Colts. Yeah. And any other game, those two miss, and those are wins for the Broncos. I mean, they, they, like, I, it sounds weird to say it, but that could have been a 10-win team. I mean, well, the, the problem is you said Flacco has morphed into an underrated weapon, and that's hard to walk back. Well, I think Flacco might still be underrated. Oh, here we go. Stop it. And, and, and the Broncos blew a 20 to nothing lead against the Vikings. That's right. At, oh my God. In Minnesota. I mean, this team could have won 12 or 14 games. 14? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Flacco went two and six and started. They took off when Drew Locke came in. Look, I'm, I'm not trying to say it was a good pick. I do think I was, I think my process was kind of right about the Broncos. I would, you, you talked me into it, so I can't. Completely try to. Do- I was going to say, and we had a different prediction in the article made by Patrick Walker that Joe Flacco throws for at least four thousand yards. So Brinson wasn't the only one on the Flacco train. They, the Broncos, were the second best team in the division by far, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think we agree. The Raiders got very lucky in the middle of the season there, right? And Denver could have easily, if things had broken their way, they could be the sixth seed instead of Tennessee, and like that, and. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like asking for like, be like demanding kudos for this prediction in particular, but I'd be like, look, I called the Broncos in the playoffs. What do you want from me? There was a fight. You would be demanding kudos. You're right. I would be. All right. Uh, moving on to a worse prediction. Sean, <laughs> 40, 49ers finish below 500. It's a tough one. Yeah. I hate to see it. Yeah, Hyped as a playoff team a year ago, the 49ers undoubtedly eyeing a playoff spot with Jimmy Garoppolo fully healthy. But this is also a team with an awful secondary and there are still question marks pertaining to Garoppolo. Four total games against the Rams and Seahawks also want help matters as the 49ers fail to live up to expectations. I mean, this was no secret. We talked, I talked about this on the podcast a lot. I was actually, I was, I stamped, I think the Garoppolo question mark part was fine. I think we had, I mean, we had those question marks about him until November. Uh, it's the secondary part I got completely wrong. And, but I was saying this throughout the podcast the entire summer. I did not believe, I believed in the defensive front. I thought Sherman was good, but old, and I was worried he wasn't going to hold up. And I thought their safeties weren't good. Uh, clearly I was very, very, very wrong about that. Um, you kind of talked me into it before the year, so I'm not going to beat on you too much for it. Um, that is, so I was talking about this, uh, was I talking about this on here? Who was I talking about this with? Well, we don't oh, know. 
Who the hell was <laughs> I talking? Could have need some more clues. <laughs> ah, I don't, it's just, I'm just talking too much at this point. Um, my regret, yep. yeah, no way disagrees. My regret is that one of my, one of my big regrets about this year is that I won. I think that the four, I think the 49ers represented an opportunity to buy on a post hype team. Like last year was their hype year. And then like we trust Kyle Shanahan. They had the pieces in place. Like it just needed to click. Um, and then the other thing that I, I, I regret, I was high on Lamar Jackson. Like, like, so last year I was really high on Patrick. I was really high on Patrick Mahomes in terms of fantasy. I drafted him a bunch of fantasy leagues, probably had him in 75% of my fantasy leagues. I won a bunch of fantasy leagues. This year I was really high on Lamar Jackson and I drafted him in like 10%. And I would have won a bunch of my fantasy leagues if I'd been, you know, smart enough to draft him. Um, so my point being is that. And the other 90% of your leagues, you took Joe Flacco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like I, like I got Aaron Rodgers in like the sixth round. I was like, I don't need to worry about Lamar Jackson. I got You Rogers. took Aaron Rodgers in the second round of our CBS sixth, league. Sixth. Well, that was a 2016 league. I so, know, just but yeah. still. And I, I regret it. I lost. Um, the, the point, the point being is that like, I think that the, the 49ers and the, the, the Ravens are both good examples of like, okay, so let's step back. What did I miss? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but with the 49ers, it is crazy to think how much it flipped. I mean, do you remember in the preseason when Garoppolo had those like terrible games and like there were like legitimate concerns heading into the season with them that I don't think was just us that a lot of people had. And a lot of people were criticizing John Lynch for some of the picks that he made. And obviously, again, we were way off base, but yeah, they've been a little lucky too. Um, Raiders. Breach said the Raiders end up with a top two pick in the NFL draft. They almost got there courtesy of the Bears. Hey! Um, just kidding. Um, and the I Bears said, have a better record than the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah, they did finish with a better record. By the way, I gotta find, uh, the, the Raiders fan who said he's gonna, he said the Raiders, he would eat the tweet if, um, the, if the Vikings had more wins than the Raiders. I was like, sure. Mercy. <laughs> he said the Raiders will have more wins than the Vikings. You're a clown. I was like, I will print out this tweet and eat it on video if, if they did. I was like, will you do the same? He was like, yeah, let's do it. It's like, right, moron. Um, the Raiders ended up with the 12th and the 19th pick. Yes. I said they would start the season 0 and 7. They started 3 and 4. That was wrong. They, in fact, they beat the Broncos in week one. Darnell Carr dunked all over you. Isn't that Derek Carr's brother, Darnell? Yeah. What well, I'm dunked all over me. Uh, a lot of brothers. Do you, do you want to defend it, Breach? I don't, look, the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders were, we've already mentioned how many times they got lucky. Raiders fans hate us for saying how lucky they got. They beat the Bears by well, three points. John they beat Gruden, the, John they Gruden did an awesome job coaching the offense. He did an awesome job coaching the offense. He got a lot out of this offense. Josh Jacobs was killer. The offensive line was way better than I thought it would be with Tom Cable coaching it up. Um, you know, Tyrell Williams is a huge factor. Darren Waller was a monster. Derek Carr had a, a really good Hunter year. Hunter Renfro, my my long lost Brussels sprout eating <laughs> white boy cousin. All seven of their wins were by one score. Hmm. That's it. And you know what? They got the twelfth pick. That's close to two. And maybe they'll keep Derek Carr next year. Who knows? Maybe unless Antonio Brown buys his house oh, in Vegas. You hate to see this one. Josh Allen. 
Oh, fails. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend this one. Fails to make the leap. What did I write though? I think that's what it comes down to. With the down. Bills having upgraded around their second-year quarterback, there's been plenty of talk of Allen's impending improvement after a rookie year that saw him become more effective as a runner than a passer. I don't think that improvement will come in 2019. Allen's accuracy remains a huge concern and it should prevent him from making the leap. A year after throwing more interceptions and touchdowns and posting a passer rating of 67.9, Allen struggles mightily as a passer once again, leading some to question his long-term outlook with the Bills. Yeah, okay. That, that was wrong. Well, I'm saying, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the headline was wrong. Like, cause I, I don't think he morphed into a star, which I was implying, but everything I wrote and that was wrong because his completion percentage improved by six, uh, touchdown percentage up by 1.2%, yards per attempt up by 1.3 yards, interception down 1.8. So yes, he clearly improved. The thing with Josh Allen is he has a real chance to make a lot of people look really stupid. Like, he has the upside there if he can harness Let me yeah. say this. Like, I actually like Josh Allen. I think he's a good fit in Buffalo, both on the team and in, in the for the city. But uh, as a rookie, he ranked 33rd in value per play, according to Football Outsiders. Next to last, only ahead of Josh Rosen, just behind Blake Bortles. And that was 2018-2019, uh, year two. This regular season just concluded. He ranked 27th in total value per play. So he wasn't that much better. He was sandwiched between... John's guy, Andy Dalton. Yeah. Sean's guy, Mitch Trubisky. Ooh. Mitch Trubisky just finished ahead of Jeff Flacco, by the way. Brinson's guy. So it wasn't like he was leaps and bounds better, but I think we can all agree he improved and the offense improved. He threw fewer interceptions. He made fewer uh, poor decisions and um, it sort of, it was reflected on the field. That said, he wasn't suddenly a, a top 15 talent. Having said that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're doing a good job building around him. They made the playoffs two out of three years with Sean McDermott. That I feel like Buffalo. I mean, this is weird, but like Buffalo is suddenly one of the most stable organizations in terms of like building a big floor and still having some room, a lot of room to grow. Like if I mean, where would you where would you put the Bills if you were like if you were if you could take a like you could you're a, you're a fan, but you're an unaffiliated fan, and you can attach yourself to one team starting right now, like me with Chelsea. By the way, how about that Chelsea-Arsenal match, huh? You hate to see it. Yeah, that was not great for Sean, that's for sure. I actually, I mean, we don't want, we don't need to get it. Yeah, we don't need to get it. But well, I'm, I'm really weeks. happy about so, the new coach. Who would you, you're an unaffiliated fan. You have no, like, preconceived notions about what team you want to root for. You can pick, you move over here from London. You've never rooted for an NFL team before. You get to pick one NFL team. Who are you rooting for? Like, I, I mean, I, you're not picking the Bengals. I'm not me saying this to be <laughs> You wouldn't be like, oh, I definitely need to get on the Bengals. Can we, can we say that word, too? Blurp. <laughs> I almost called you an MFer on yesterday's podcast. Me? Like, yeah. I was getting mad about you knocking my Chiefs Super Bowl prediction. Okay. Um, so who would, uh, stop myself. Sean, the who Bills you, are a steady franchise, yeah. Like, who would you jump on board with? Like, you would, I don't, like, you'd be a moron if you jumped on board with the Patriots. You know what I mean? You would pick well, the Chiefs or Ravens, I think, most likely. Okay. I'd pick I, the Chiefs. But yeah, that's how did you, pick, you could do Ravens? How did you pick Chelsea? I no, I think you would come in, you'd pick the Cowboys because it's America's team. That's what you know, and you pray they they keep Jason Garrett because you don't know anything about football, as <laughs> Brinson said. And Garrett kind of looks like he's from that area, that that European fair skin, red hair. That's not. That's just that's you know up in Great Britain. I, I think you would pick the Chiefs from Raven, Chiefs or Ravens, but I think the, I don't think the Bills are that far behind. I think they are. 
What? The Raiders? The Las Vegas Raiders? You're not picking the Raiders. You're jumping on the Raiders, man. Well, I think maybe the question is purely on aesthetics. You're like, oh, look at the silver and black. They're in Vegas? Babe, we're living in Vegas. Yeah, if you're coming from London, that's that's how that's how you're picking it. Maybe the question isn't what what team would you pick if you weren't if you were football? The team maybe the question is what's one of the most stable franchises in the NFL? And I think the Bills are surprisingly top five. Most stable franchises in the NFL, the Bills, Bills. And they're not even top ten. Oh, thank you. They are one hundred percent top ten. You no. Bengals loving over. We're talking about. You think like who's if you're picking teams like X number of playoff appearances over the next five to ten years? Like I think the Bills are up there. I'm not saying the last fifty years in terms of stability. The last you're talking about moving forwards. Yeah, starting two like, or three years ago, who are ten teams that are more stable than the Bills right now? The I Ravens, top five the Steelers, the Chiefs, okay. the Patriots, the Eagles, the Packers, the Seahawks. The Packers fired their coach last year. Yeah. And they're in the playoffs with the number one seed right they now. They didn't miss a beat. But they're part of, part of organization, part of organizational structure is being able to compete when you go through rough patches like that. They literally fire their coach and they're back in the playoffs right now. That's exactly what you want. No, you can get, overcome obstacles John, and be competitive. The Bengals fired their coach and won two games. I don't think you're an authority to talk on this. I did not oh. list the Bengals though. All right. So look, we're, I'm, we'll agree that the Patriots are ahead of them. Um, obviously the Steelers, I'll, I'll agree the Jets and Dolphins are below them. I'm fine <laughs> if you want to put the Ravens and Steelers above them. Browns and Bengals obviously below them. Um, Texans don't have a general manager, so don't come at me with that. I, I think you can make an argument for the Texans because they have a 25-year-old star quarterback. They don't have a general manager. That's right. They have a 25-year-old star quarterback, which I would argue is actually more important than the NFL because a quarterback can overcome a lot of ask, a quarterback ask, can overcome a lot of things. Okay, all right. Put the Texans. Put the Texans in the argument bin. I have, I have a response to Sean though. Ask Baker Mayfield about being a young quarterback overcoming a bunch of nonsense. I've always thought, even after last year, Deshaun Watson was a lot better than Baker okay, okay. Mayfield. Right, again, put the Texans in the bin on the side to argue with. We've got four teams ahead of them, definitely, right? Uh, I think you could you could put the Colts in the argument bin if you want. The Jaguars I won't accept as an argument. The Chiefs you mentioned are fine. Broncos, nope. Raiders, nope. Chargers, hell no. Eagles you can put the argument bin. Cowboys, no, I will not accept it. Giants, no. Redskins, hell no. Well, I would I would argue again for the Cowboys. I would argue for the Cowboys. Why? If we're talking well, about a team coach, that's going to be in the playoffs a few times in the next five years, they're they have a coach core, and they're about to hire a new coach. Yeah, they're firing a coach because they're making a move to make their team better. They have a good core in place. What? What? You guys would be the worst yourself? man ever. You should stay in London. Don't move to America. You don't know who you yourself just said this is a thirteen and three team with the three and thirteen coaching. They are about to get rid of the three and thirteen. And run by a guy who's been employing the three and thirteen coaching staff for ten years. What makes you think he's going to hire a good coach? He Breach. fired Jimmy Johnson. He Breach fired. Just, Breach just described the the twenty eighteen Cleveland Cleveland Browns. They have a stacked roster. All they need is the coach. Yeah, the difference is the guy. Cowboys have gone to the playoffs three times since They don't have a quarterback under contract. They don't have a they're, coach they're not letting Dak Prescott go. They have they have things called the franchise they're, tag. Are you kidding not, me? You're you're gonna say that they're losing Dak Prescott this year? No. They gave up a first round pick for Amari Cooper less than two years ago, and he's gonna and, walk out the door. And, and three months ago, you were calling that a great deal. So which is it? Well, oh, it was boom. a great deal, but now they're letting him walk out the door. That's are a they? Problem. Yes, they, they can't are. Sign him. It's not stable. Keep going. Okay, you can put that. Guess you can put the Cowboys. In. I'll put. I'll listen. If you're to putting the, the Eagles in the bin. You're putting the Cowboys in the bin. They just want a Super Bowl, you maniac. <laughs> I mean, 
and they both went into week 17 with a shot to win the division. I don't I think you the Eagles had the Eagles, one player healthy. The Cowboys had everybody healthy. And the reason why they missed the missed the playoffs, we said this over and over, is because they have bad coaching. They just got rid of the coach, or they're oh, yeah, right, they right. have it. The Cowboys have missed the playoffs six out of the last nine years. The Cowboys have won the division three times in the last five years, six years. Like it that's play- stable. That's every other year. How is that not stable? So the Panthers stable? You're looking for a team that is can compete. That's what you wanted. That's it, that's you didn't say they're winning Super Bowls every year. All right. Again, we're comparing them to the Buffalo Bills as an argument standpoint. I don't. Think I would I rather think, root for the Dallas. I mean, root for them. Go crazy. I, I don't want to, but I'm just saying. You'd rather if so. Are you're you're buying stock. Now you're not rooting. You're buying stock. You'd rather buy stock in the Cowboys, not as it, not as like a an enterprise and off you know off field, but just purely in football results. You'd rather buy in the Cowboys and the Bills. Yes. Yes. Wow. Well, you guys are losers. Keep going with the list. Okay. <laughs> um, Packers and Packers and Vikings, I will accept. Although there is buzz, Mike Zimmer could be fired this offseason if he oh, loses. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's not getting fired. And replaced by Kevin Stefanski. Do you want to put the Bears in the argument bucket? They're yes. about to give Mitchell Trubisky a giant contract, but you choose. I mean, you. I mean, uh, Ryan just cited the advanced stats about how Josh Allen is one spot ahead of Trubisky, I believe, in. You see you want to put the Bears in there. In the basket, yes. I, I'm not going to sit here. Fine. If, if fine. you want to take the, the Bills over them, I'm not going to argue. Okay. Bears in the basket. Lions, not in the basket. <laughs> uh, Saints Saints actually are more stable than the Bills. They would go in there for sure. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know that I can The Saints who have a 40-year-old quarterback who's not going to be playing football in the next have, two years? They, Teddy Bridgewater. they, Bridge, won. they just went like 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. yeah. And we, uh, somebody talked about Nick Foles not starting a whole season. We haven't seen <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater start a full season. We don't know if he can Sean, do that he, over a full season. Sean, he didn't expect you to disagree with him. He's like, yeah, wait, wait, what? <laughs> we don't know that Teddy Bridgewater can sustain that kind of accuracy and that kind of play over the whole season. We're on the side where we're trying to argue four teams ahead of the Bills. Uh, the Buccaneers, we will not accept. No. Okay. Not James um, I don't think you accept the Falcons either. No, they've been, they almost fired Dan Quinn. Yeah, aging quarterback too. Yeah, I mean, my, my whole thing is like, if you if you're about to fire or just recently fired your head coach and you're not in the stable organization, Panthers no. Forty ers an interesting one for the discussion bit. Yeah, no, I think they they have a good case. Yeah, uh, Seahawks are more stable than the Bills. Rams that no. would be an interesting one for the discussion bit. They have no draft picks. They have no salary cap space. And they have no quarterback. That's, they, that's like one of the only teams that we're throwing into the bin that maybe I would consider take. Actually, I agree, taking the Bills over them. Okay. Because and as, the, the Cardinals not in the bin? Not yet, no. All right, so here's what we're doing. We're going to take that bin, and we're save it for an off-season podcast. Wait, how many bins? How many bin teams? So we've got teams? the 49ers. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we don't wait. need to do it. We don't need to do it. It's a big I bit. would wager there were like 12 teams, though. In there. But I, I feel like the Bills are going to be one of the top 10, 12 yeah. teams. 13 that we put potentially above the Bills. Yeah, who, and so, no, not top five, which was the original premise. That's fine. You guys are wrong about a lot of those teams, so we'll sort it out later uh, in the offseason. Suckers. All right, what's cool. next? We had a podcast within a podcast. Podcastception. I, I, by the way. All right, Breach, let's talk about your bold predictions. You said Odell Beckham would lead the league in receiving yards, and Josh Gordon would lead the Patriots in receiving yards. Um, I will defend my Josh Gordon one because it said the first sentence says if Gordon could stay out of trouble, and that's a big if, he could have a bonkers year. Obviously, uh, he did not stay out of trouble. He did not have a bonkers year, and he did not lead the Patriots in receiving yards. The Odell one, man, 
Again, let me read the first. Oh, no, there's no. no. <laughs> I just blew it. I thought he would do better with Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to defend myself. Bad prediction. I'm going to eat that one. I'm going to print it out and eat it like that guy's tweet. No more defending. Well, Josh Gordon almost caught Julian Edelman. 287 yards for Gordon. Um, Jaguars defense finishes top three, Breach. Ooh, this is a rough stretch for you. Oof. After Andrew, <laughs> after Andrew Luck retired, I thought the AFC South would be up for grabs. Uh, clearly, right about wasn't. that. And you know, I thought the addition of Josh Allen that he would amp up that defense, and he did because he had ten and a half sacks. But clearly, that didn't translate to anyone else on the team because I feel like they all gave up on Doug Marone, the, which is one reason why they should maybe fire him. The Jaguars did finish top three in terms of trading former first round cornerbacks, though. So they've got that for them. Uh, and yeah. Okay, these are Sean's. Um, I thought one was mine on Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith named first team all pro. You like this one though. I actually remember. I think we talked about it on one of the podcasts. Well, I bet him, oh, no, I've talked my buddy Garrett into betting 25 bucks on him to win defensive player of the year. Uh, and then Tariq Cohen outproduces David Montgomery. Yeah. So you kind of, you know how you were talking about how your Broncos prediction, like you thought, you thought like the process behind it was good, but like you messed up by framing it around Joe Flacco. My big thing this entire offseason was I didn't think David Montgomery was actually going to be that good in real life purposes, um, and I don't think he was that good, and a lot of it wasn't his fault. A lot of it was the Bears' offensive line. But what I didn't realize is Tariq Cohen's production would also completely disappear. Uh, and the Roquan Smith – so I got that one way, way wrong. Uh, the Roquan Smith thing was interesting because he actually started off the year really well. He had 13 tackles in Week 2 against the Broncos. He looked really good against the Packers in primetime in Week 1. And then kind of what derailed the season was he had this mysterious absence that's actually never been reported on what happened, where he missed a couple weeks, and they were calling it a personal issue. And he also just did not look the same after he came back. Uh, yeah. Nobody ever said what happened. No, and it's really puzzling what it was. And he did not it, look like it, himself after that. It had to be something pretty serious if yeah. he missed multiple games. Like, I, I, I don't know if to speculate on but like, no one dug into it. You know what I mean? Like, that's one where you almost feel like Matt Nagy kind of pulled reporters aside and was like, hey, listen, this is a personal matter. You know, and like, you're right, he didn't look the same. Like, he came back and they didn't, he didn't have the same juice and they lost, uh, Key Mix at the same time. So we'll, we'll give you, um, Debo helpfully plot together two NC State predictions for me. Jacoby Brissett makes the Pro Bowl. That didn't happen. He could still be an alternate though. Can't rule it out. <laughs> I mean, Trubisky went to the Pro Bowl last year, so maybe. Yeah. Maybe Brinson I, shouldn't make any quarterback predictions next year. I'm going to take a, I'm going to, not going to take a pass, but like the MCL injury that it, he was having a good season. He was, yeah, I don't know if he's going to make the Pro Bowl, but he was like trending towards a, a really good season. Uh, and then I said Jalen Samuels would score six plus touchdowns. That stinks because like it was there. He scored two. Like he should have scored six from scrimmage. Yeah. All the he, playing time he got. He got hurt. He had an injury, and then yeah, that's right. He missed time. Doug it? Hodges happened, so he was the only way he was scoring six touchdowns if he threw the touchdowns to himself. If Ben, had, <laughs> if Ben had played the whole year and Connor had gotten hurt like he did, I think Jalen would have actually gotten there. So, yeah, easily. I mean, this team was the only team that didn't score thirty points this year. This offense was straight up dogs. Score thirty points at all. They were the only team because the Jaguars scored 30 points in the season finale against the when Colts. When did the Bears score 30 points? That's a great question. Against the Saints, I think, right? In garbage really? time? Sweet. Mercy of... 31 against the Redskins. They won that game. Ah, yeah. 
And they all and right. thirty one against the Cowboys that they won. Here's a bunch of playoff predictions we had. Steelers are in the AFC North from Sean. Um I tried to get that one in, so I'm gonna take the L on that one too. Uh look, Corey, I feel okay. I feel okay about They almost they almost made the playoffs as a six seed. Without the, Ben Roethlisberger. So if they had bet Big Ben, they could have. Without they, everybody on the freaking team. They would have been competitive with the Ravens with Ben, I think. They almost beat the Ravens with Mason Rudolph in week four, whenever that was. If Ryan thinks it's true, then I'll ride with it. Browns make the playoffs. Breach. Ooh, that's easy. And this is the thing that sucks about this list. I wanted to write the Browns won't make the playoffs, but I was told I couldn't do it because Breach said he, they will. Because we, we couldn't have any overlapping. I'll read my first sentence again. Cleveland is one of the most talented teams in the NFL this year. As long as Freddie Kitchens continues his path towards coaching stardom, I expect this team to live up to expectations. I'm also predicting this because I feel sorry for Browns fans, and that's because it's been nearly 20 years since they last saw their team make the playoffs. Thank goodness Captain Kitchens has a Okay. All right. All right. Do the next one. That's that's over. Right, the fake on. news version. <laughs> oh, that wasn't it? No, that wasn't it. You know you're good at lying when you can make something up on the on the fly for 15 minutes. <laughs> that was great. Cleveland has one of the most talented teams in the NFL this year, and as long as Freddie Kitchens doesn't crash the Browns hype train, I expect this team to live up to expectations. Freddie Kitchens crashed the Browns hype train. I blame this on Freddie Kitchens. I wasn't sold on him. I wrote it in my prediction I wasn't sold on him. I just thought they had so much talent they could overcome his not being a good coach, but they did not. And now he is fired without a job, and then they will make the playoffs next year. By so the way, your bold right predictions there. aren't bold when every the paragraph, the first sentence These always were bold predictions. Sean already explained that. These were just yeah, were, it was a bland prediction. Yeah, bland prediction. <laughs> it's a bland prediction with a caveat. Get out of town. Well, it's, and Breach had another one with a caveat earlier. That's my point. Every every. The Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon the Super Bowl. stays out of trouble. Well, then don't make the prediction if you think Josh Gordon. Well, might then I basically predicted he'd get in trouble, and he did. So that makes it a better. John, John said, John's John's line. He's like, the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl unless one of the other thirty-one teams <laughs> to climb the mountain. Andy Dalton is destined for the Hall of Fame unless he is truly true. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, injury impact guys. David Johnson catches a hundred passes from Sean. Man. Yeah. So he had he was never on pace to do it, but. <laughs> he finished like well, he finished like with like what thirty six catches or something. And he was benched for Kenyon Drake. Yeah, he had twenty one catches in the first four games, thirty catches in the first six games. He had six the rest of the season. So there was a point where he was going to finish with a respectable number. Um, then he got hurt, and then they traded for Kenyon Drake, and then I don't even know why they never used him again. He wasn't very good. You did say in your first sentence, however, if David Johnson doesn't catch a hundred passes, he will not catch a hundred passes. So exactly. So I bailed myself out there in true true breachian fashion. I had Ben Roethlisberger, Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, they did. Who, who keeps texting? Can you guys hear that? I can. Oh, hear is that my? Oh, that's my. Sorry. Of course it is. I wish you'd said something. I had the volume on. My bad. Were you getting dings too, or just the? Just the whoop, whoop, whoop. It's like a breach yawn. Who keeps phone farting? Um, all right, let's take a quick break, and we we'll come back, and we'll wrap up the rest of these predictions. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right. Kind of close. I love how Debo Debo's so good at his job. Separates these into categories, makes it easy for me. Breach. Andy Dalton hits a career game <laughs> kind of close for this. Andy Dalton hits a career high passing total in Zach Taylor's offense. Not only will Dalton have plenty of weapons around him, but for the first time in his career, he's an offensive-minded coach. The other thing about Dalton is that he should be highly motivated this year, and that's because 2019 is basically a make-or-break season. Make, and he's another millionaire once again in the free agent market. Break, and he leaves the Bengals a broken man, shattered by the dreams of falling short of Peyton Manning's all-time record. I don't know. That was all made up. I think Devo listed it as close because Andy Dalton – did have a career high in his yards per game. It's not his fault. The Bengals have no idea what they're doing, and they benched him in the middle of the season. If he had played those three games, he got benched. He probably sets his career high because he set his career high in yards per game. Thanks, Debo, for putting in this the kind of close section. I'm picking the Eagles to win for the next three weeks for this one. Just while we're on the topic, 1,983 yards short of tying Peyton Man. But he got benched for four games. All he had to do was average 400-plus yards games, Sean. <laughs> Fair point. It's actually kind of amazing he was within 2,000 passing yards of Peyton Manning's record. But are he was we including, halfway through. Are we including the pick six yardage against the Patriots in that game? Cause that um, might... <laughs> Zeke Elliott leads the league in rushing yards per game. I didn't want to say rushing yards. I was already missed week one. I looked wrong. Uh, he was fifth, 84.8. Uh, what was the average of Derrick Henry? Oh, God. I mean, Henry went nuts. Over 100. Uh, I thought you had it open. No, no I don't sorry. Know. Over 100. Uh, Dalvin Cook leads the league in rushing. He finished 10th, 7th in yards per game. It's fine. I, I I don't have a problem with it. I process was right. He just got hurt. Wait, wait, wait. Read the, uh, read the blurb. A zone blocking scheme. <laughs> I'm not scared. Yes. Yes, I know what it is without looking at it. I'm so excited. Uh, All right. Along with the addition of Garrett Bradbury. Uh, Garrett Bradbury is good in the run, run blocking, I think, just not pass blocking. You think? Vikings will win the NFC North. They're alive. Yeah. Matt LaFleur wins coach of the year. Breach. Not going to happen, but I don't, I don't mind it. 13 and three. He, in any other year, he would be a hot candidate for it. Who do you think's going to win coach of the year? I think John, John Harbaugh. Yeah. You don't think LaFleur has a chance coming in, filling in for yeah. a fired coach and, and going 13 and three? When do they announce this? Is this the night before the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's the night before the Super Bowl. He can win it if they get to there. It's, or the votes are in after the regular season. Oh, okay. If, yeah, if he gets that over John Harbaugh, there will be riots. Who's rioting over that? No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Okay, no one cares. John Harbaugh's rioting. No one else. Uh, I don't even think. And I will say, since LaFleur is my twin, I was obligated to make this prediction. So, there you go. Matt Four, coach of the year. Oh, you actually took a stance in the first sentence. The Packers' decision to fire Mike McCarthy is going to look like the smartest move in the history of football after the 2019 unless, unless it doesn't. Unless? Oh, yeah. Comma, unless it doesn't. Unless it doesn't. No. Uh, Colts finished 500 or better. Started 5-2. and two, so. That is a bland prediction. No, no, that was all about Andrew Luck retired. They're, they're over-under oh, yeah. in Vegas. After Andrew Luck's six. shocking retirement announcement. <laughs> You're right, yeah. That was a good one. That's fine. But it didn't work. Oh, man. 
Oh, Devo. Look at Devo. Oh, and real quick. I, I should. Okay, go ahead. On my coach of the year prediction, I would just like everyone to know that Sean's coach of the year prediction was Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, That's we already. Not true. I, no, I, I gave him an A. I was high on this, this Browns team because I, my logic was if they make the playoffs. That's worse than Gary Bradbury, but. <laughs> no, no, because hear me out and hear me out. And Breach can actually back me up on part of this. If you think you ranked candidates from one to thirty-two, Freddie Kitchens is clear. No, listen to my well, listen to my logic though. Coach it's of the, Browns, the year, he's ripping on us for anything. No, wait, wait. if. If the Browns had made the playoffs, which Breach predicted would happen, I was and like, you just tried to make fun of me for, even though your coach of the year candidate was uh, the leader of the team. I was making fun of your caveats. But if the Browns had made the playoffs, it doesn't matter who's coaching the Browns, they're winning coach of the year. Because if the Browns haven't made the playoffs since 2002. They won six games. I'm aware. It was a bad prediction, but it's not like I thought Freddie Kitchens was going to catch coach them to the playoffs. I if just Freddie thought the Browns Kitchens made the played, playoffs. If Freddie Kitchens played center for the Vikings, he'd be the third string backup behind Gary Bradbury. Oh. <laughs> Sean, if it yes. makes you feel any better, your prediction wasn't even the first coach fired in 2019 because Dubin predicted Ron Rivera. Coach of the year? Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. Um, Tyler Lockett is top five in receiving yards by me. I finished 22nd, only 155 receiving yards off the guy who actually did finish number five. Unbelievable. Uh, Devontae Barker. That should have been your prediction. Tyler Lockett's been in my fantasy team the last two years. He got hurt, obviously. That was a big part of it. And freaking Brian Schottenheimer runs the ball 55 times a game. That didn't help either. Tyler Lockett was was top five uh, 10 10 weeks in or something, roughly. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, I don't don't mind that prediction. I think it was a pretty good one, actually. Taysom Hill produces 10 total touchdowns. That's Me. actually pretty good. You got seven. Ah, oh, got to be less bold. Yeah, it should have went eight. Yep. Um, all right. Spot on predictions. Breach. Jay Gruden. Come on, this is a layup. Jay Gruden is the first coach fired. Unless Gruden wins games out of the gate, he will be the first coach fired. I will say, like, <laughs> the, the predictions he's good on, he actually is assertive in the, in the opening sentence. It's not Gruden's fault that the team has turned into a train wreck, but he's going to be the one who pays for it. Exactly. There's a you, uh, you had a misspelled word in the second sentence, but uh, whatever, that happens. It's hard to see Washington whining game. <laughs> fixed it. Whining very many games. Uh, Lions finished with six or fewer wins. Well, this is a short segment. <laughs> we went two, two, correct. I mean, six is not even bold. <laughs> I mean, six is It like- wasn't bold predictions. <laughs> At three, one, and one. Six is looking like a rough one. I mean, right. How did they finish what with was, the best? Wait, what was, what was their they... Vegas over-under, though? I bet uh, it was like uh, six five and, and a half. half. Oh, it was? Okay. It was that low? Yeah. So you basically were like, the Lions will go under the win total. I actually think they actually had a slight shot if they had a better coach and Stafford didn't get hurt. Because Stafford balled out. Three. They finished 3-12-1 after a 3-1-1 one one start. That is... And the man kept his job. <laughs> After a certain wait, 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 coach. They lost nine straight to finish, so I guess they were. They were three, three, and one. Three, and then, three, and one. And then they lost. No, 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 the the three, one, and one. They would have been three, one, and one if they hadn't gotten screwed by the refs in the Packers game. And they blew hey, that uh, Cardinals game in week one. Hey, fun fact. The Lions, the Packers never led a single second over the Lions, and they oh, still stop it. That is the first yeah. time I've heard that. What were the, what was the Lions division record this year? Uh, 
I mean, it can't be. Well, they won three games, so. Well, they did not beat anyone in the division. They were 0-6 in the division. You oh. wrote an 0-6 divisional record isn't out of the question, making it difficult for the Lions to finish with more than six wins oh. on the season. Oh, maybe we should give Sean more credit than we. Thank you, Ryan. So I think Although, the big takeaway here is that next year we should pick better predictions or like. like uh, well, I would say this, Sean, next year, don't pick Freddie Kitchens to be coach of the year. Let's, let's see yeah. who hires him. Let's see who hires him. <laughs> Maybe a tough call. No one, no, one, no one wins in Cleveland, guys. Come on. What, what if the Cowboys hire him? Then that Sean's got a bold prediction. Oh, he's got the quarterback. Yeah. Baker Mayfield really holding back Freddie Kitchens. That's, please don't clip that. Um, I, like, would, if you had to pick one bold prediction for next year, it's a really early bold prediction for next yep. year. This is not on the rundown. But, like, like I could see, like, how about Baker Mayfield wins Comeback Player of the Year award? Is that Here's bold? I, I've got one bolder than that. Giants win the division. I was going to say Whoa. Patriots miss the playoffs. Ooh, I was going to say that too. But I don't want to say the same thing as Sean. So I'll say the Titans win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's bold. That that would qualify as bold. By but the way, would be hilarious is if the Titans win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> <laughs> and then Breach is like. Breach acclaimed like, like, so Prisco on the podcast before the pre, in the preseason was like, here's one for you. The Bills are going to win the AFC East in 2020. But like, then they almost won it in 2019. Do you know how pissed off you'd be if you predicted the Bills would win the AFC East next year and they actually won it this year? Like, you'd be right, but you would, like, you wouldn't. It's like, put your, it it's like your Jameis prediction. By the way, I didn't do the bland predictions, but I did, and Breach documented this at the dinner table in August. I did predict the Redskins to go one and fifteen, and I wasn't far off. They went three and thirteen, so I will take that as my victory lap. I don't and remember that, that same table conversation in Florida. We were supposed to pick one team, make a bold prediction about it. Brinson had the Vikings going thirteen and three; they went ten and six. Sean had the Packers going seven and nine. Ooh. They went thirteen and three, and I had the Titans going ten and six. They Ooh. went nine and seven. Ooh, so that's a good actually, one. breach breach wins. I came in second. That was a good one. Came in last. In my defense, the Packers are the second worst thirteen and three team ever, according to Football Outsiders. And my eyeballs. <laughs> and we should give a shout out to Tyler Sullivan because he was the only one in our group who, who hit his prediction on the head. He picked. He said the Rams would go nine and seven. And the Rams went nine and seven. Yeah, well done, Tyler. What was the worst prediction out of those? Ooh, I think it, it might be mine. You were six games off, Sean. Seven thirteen. Uh, Dubin had the Panthers Ooh. going twelve and four. Jeez. How many wins did they actually get? Five. Five. So he was seven yes. wins off. <laughs> Woohoo! And then someone had the nope. <laughs> That's Dubin. It's, I think it's Dubin. Sorry, Dubin. All right. Hey, Cam. Man, what, a, what a terrible prediction, man. Seven games oh, off. And then Patrick Walker tied you, Sean, because he had the Cowboys at 14 and 2. 14 and 2? I don't think they're going to win. That's a lot of wins for Jason Garrett in one season. All right. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. First. Super Friends podcast of the decade. Good you know time. the best thing about this podcast? We're finishing this podcast before we usually start the Sunday Night Recap podcast. This is like the the best early slash late Christmas present I, you could have given me. Thank you. 
And since it's our first one of the decade, we should pre-record our last one of the decade and then listen to it when we actually record our last one of the decade if we're all still alive or together. You think we're all going to be podcasting in the next decade? You think we're all going to be podcasting in 2029? The the one we record on December 30th, 2029. (laughs) So you want to record a podcast as if it were December 31st, 2029, save it in a box, and then play it back in 10 years? Yes. Here's here's my question. Hey, if we're doing this 10 years from now, I would presume that we're doing an okay job with it. John, I'll let you you gym open. All right. Talk to you guys. Uh, oh, talk to you guys on Saturday when we recap the AFC wildcard games. And of course, we're back Sunday to recap them. But of course, tomorrow you can check out the pick show. See you guys later. Mm-hmm.